Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Curious Mind podcast. My name is Gabriel Ellis. I'm a psychotherapist and Buddhist scholar. And in this podcast, I take deep dives into complex psychological topics that affect our well-being in general. Today, I would like to talk about issues that affect specially mixed expat couples that live abroad, meaning that one partner is a local and one partner is an expat. My experience is that this constellation comes with its issues, and the decision to live in a mixed expat relationship should be well contemplated. One issue is that the expat partner is in constant need of language support. Um, That means that whenever you deal with administration, with uh, official matters, doctors, and so on, that you either have to pay extra for uh, international doctors, doctors who speak English well, or you need the local partner to jump in and to help out. In itself, this isn't bad, but with time, the local partner might get frustrated with constantly needing to translate and to take over issues that they, first of all, don't like, and second of all, they wouldn't do in a balanced partnership where both have the same language skills. And what is in the beginning a side issue with time can become a major disturbance for the relationship. So when the months go by and the expert partner who has vowed to learn the language well starts to plateau at an intermediate level and is simply not capable to really take over the the, the, the tasks necessary, um, which still demand the local partner to jump in at the with the fluent language skills, then with time, over the months, over the first few years, this becomes a constant annoyance. Okay, but what to do about it? My recommendation is... Don't fool yourself into believing that the expat partner can become a fluent speaker quite quickly. If at all, this will take uh, years or an ideal work environment and friendship environment where uh, the expat would pick up the language fairly well. But realistically speaking, um, demanding language issues will remain with the local partner. What this means is that I recommend for the couple to renegotiate the tasks uh, in the relationship, the things that have to be taken care of. So if I'm the expert partner, I would admit to my partner that that it's not realistic that I will become a native speaker uh, in the first few years. And instead, I would ask, okay, so if you, my partner, are taking on the language-related stuff, How can I compensate it with things that you are not particularly interested to do? For example, my fixed task could be to cook, uh, take care of the dishes, do specific tasks with or for the children, uh, take out the dog, do shopping, or do any other household-related stuff. It's really up to you. Uh, It should be something that comes up regularly and where both partners feel that it's a proper compensation for the language-related dull tasks that the local partner has to perform. And hence, we would both continue to invest in the relationship and keep the quality of the relationship high. This, of course, needs to be renegotiated after a few months. It's highly important that both partners uh, feel that they get an equal share out of it, that there is no overburden on one side, and to come to a good understanding in general. This is a first example of my general approach, which is don't bottle things up. 
express them as soon as they come up in a gentle way, invite your partner into the conversation, negotiate what has to be done, and always keep in mind that the satisfaction of needs for both of the partners in the relationship is in the common interest of both. The second common issue of mixed expat couples that I want to mention is the lack of friendships of the expat partner. For the local partner, it's quite easy to connect, to make new friendships, or maybe they have old friendships from the past that they just need to reactivate, uh, friends, extended family, and so forth. For the expat partner, it's a completely different situation. They might think at the beginning that they can connect with the friends of the local partner, that the local partner can help them to make friendships and so on. But with time, this resource gets exhausted. Um, eventually, the, it will dawn on both that uh, they don't have the same taste in people, maybe. And what starts off as a good intention of the local partner to connect their partner, their expert partner, with uh, people that, that they like, local friends, um, that it doesn't end up to be a very good idea. Or they just the expert partner gets dragged along to friendship meetings of the local partner. Eventually, as it happens, the local friends switch into the native language when they want, when they want to express something more complex. And then what ends up happening is that the expert partner sits around smiling into the air, feeling disconnected. Okay, how can we address the issue? First of all, again, don't bottle up. Don't wait until the frustration level is high and the argument comes off as aggressive. I suggest in this situation, already when you move, make plans for how to connect. Research on the internet where uh, groups meet, um, expat groups, uh, sports groups, or whatever your hobbies are. And immediately don't wait until maybe there is a frustration and the lack of friendships or when you try to keep up your past friendships over the internet, start as early as possible with connecting with the local expert community or with local potential friends who are fluent in the language that you speak. Another thing that the couple should be aware of and should clearly communicate is that the local partner cannot expect the, their partner to become immediately friends with their own friends. Don't drag your expert partner along if you feel that it's, uh, you know, a pity ride, that you just don't want them to be uh, alone at home and so on. Communicate it freely and openly. Talk about strategies. Help them to investigate locally what uh, types of, you know, expat networks there are, what kind of sports clubs they are. Help them to organize regular meetings and to attend them and make sure that there is a satisfactory level of social support and friendships outside of the realm of the local partner and their extended friends and family. A third issue I want to mention is culture clash. This is a classic. What I have observed in my regular practice is that couples met abroad they decided to move abroad, but they have not considered what effect the local country has on the local partner. What I mean is this. Our country of origin is a place of comfort, but it's also restrictive. When we go on vacation, we, to a certain extent, leave this restriction behind. We feel more free. We are uh, curious and so on. When we meet somebody, they, in a way... They meet us at our best. This is why it's so easy to make friendships 
abroad to flirt and eventually to start a relationship abroad. Now, what the couple is usually not quite aware of is that when they move to one of the partner's home country, they will eventually change. They will become more of a person that is enwrapped in the uh, local culture. They will be more exposed to forces that uh, make them more grounded and somewhat more conservative and less free. They might be exposed to more influence from the family. In short, they will become a person that maybe uh, is quite different from who the expat partner was abroad. And this effect will get only stronger when real life settles in, when uh, either one of them or both have to work, or when even there's a baby on the way and the uh, local family gets involved on a much larger scale than both have maybe envisioned before. I've had several cases over the years in my personal practice where I've seen the expat partner being basically squeezed out of the family after the local partner got a baby and the family got heavily involved. This seems more plausible in the case that the expat partner is a man and the local a woman, but if you think about it, it doesn't really make much of a difference. It's even more alienating if a woman is the expat and then sees how much she relies on support from the family of her partner. Uh, the mother-in-law comes in, the sister-in-law comes in, and gradually you see more and more alienation that is based on language skills, but also on the culture clash that becomes very ap apparent in this constellation. And in fact, with time, this can be quite alienating and very difficult for the relationship to compensate, simply because the local partner is not in a mode to clearly be aware of how much they have changed in the eyes of their partner. Of the three issues that I mentioned, this is probably the most difficult to tackle. And uh, the standard answer to be empathetic, to be open, to discuss things and not to bottle up. Uh, this is holds even more true when it comes to this specific issue, because here the sensitivities are high. It's much better when you can discuss these things up front. It is much better if the influence of the local culture and the local family is somewhat limited. It is much better if both partners have a high level of self-awareness and if the quality in the relationship and the ability to communicate and to express oneself in a non-harming way is sufficiently developed. Now, because all of these three issues uh, can be problematic for the relationship and they stress the relationship to a certain degree over the years, um, a standard recommendation that I have is first try it out. When you move to another country, don't just assume that it works. Rather assume that there are forces that will make it difficult for the relationship to work. Assume that the partner will change in the new environment and take precautions to what to do if that ends up being the case. Give yourself a trial period, discuss openly, and reevaluate after a few months if this was the right decision, uh, how to move on over the next few months, and what should be the quality of the relationship in order for it to work. 
have already a very concrete plan B if things should not work out as planned. And most importantly, and this is, I think, my mantra in general when I talk about relationships, put yourself into the position of your partner. Imagine what is good for them, talk to them about it, and have their interest at your heart just as much as you have your own. Okay, that's it for today. Feel free to leave a comment, and below you can find a link to my website, elliscounseling.com, and my Facebook page, Ellis Counseling and Psychotherapy, where you can contact me for online therapy or counseling sessions.